you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 149. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I am excited because I'm now recording again with the camera, so some of you may be watching this on video. Um, what are we going to talk about this month? Well, we've got some things coming up, um, including some bonus episodes. We're going to start releasing some bonus episodes, which is basically uh, just like, I don't know, when I make a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or something that I think you guys might be interested in hearing, we're going to turn them into just some bonus podcast episodes, which I thought could be fun. Um, and what I wanted to put on the calendar is something about balance, even though I sort of hate that term, kind of like the term self-care, um, cause I think it's been overused or like that freaking oxygen mask, put your own oxygen mask on, you know, or you can't help anyone. You got to put your own oxygen mask on or everybody's going to be dead. You know, that whole airplane metaphor for self-care. Um, but there is, you know what, it's all valid. And the whole thing about balance and being a mom, blah, blah, blah. It's really about fucking boundaries Oh, yeah, and I'm changing the ratings on this podcast. I decided that I'm sick of being so filtered here because what people know when they come and work with me privately is that I wouldn't say I sound exactly like a truck driver, but sometimes a little bit. Um, I just, yeah, sometimes I just feel like you've got you've to curse. It's just, I don't know, it's the way I talk in real life. And it's expressive. There's some things that just a good curse word just seems like it just gets gets the meaning out in a more meaningful way. So if you've been listening to this for a while, this is a podcast for parents of strong-willed kids. So it's not actually for the strong-willed kids. So if you have your strong-willed kids around when you're listening to this, we're your earbuds or AirPods or whatever they're called um, because... I may say things that you don't want them to hear. Uh, but when I'm talking about balance, I'm really talking about boundaries. I'm really talking about understanding that you cannot do all the things for all the people or say sh yes to shit that you don't want to do anymore 
um, and not think that it's not going to make you resentful, right? Like it's going to make you resentful. It's going to make you angry. It's going to, there's going to be an underlying tense, annoyed feeling. If you walk around sort of feeling tense and annoyed a lot of the time, which I totally get because that could be me, um, and I work on this, then just know there's something sort of off kilter and it's time to recalibrate. So for me, if I go back to like when my kids were younger, but even still, like I still have a 15-year-old at home and I still have a college, you know, one that just started college. And when we're gearing up for the summer, I'm thinking the last thing I want to do is sit, sit around, see my kids sitting around rotting all summer. Like, or the, I'm bored, I'm bored. Like, they need to have some kind of structure, but like not crazy structure. So there's also like balance in terms of them and their schedules. And um, and so I just think this word balance, it, it covers so much because there's that balance between being overscheduled and underscheduled. And, you know, what are they going to do? And how are we going to lay it out? And then the, you know, planning ahead, um, not feeling like I, there were some summers where it was like, I felt like I was just couldn't wait for school to start because that's when I finally got to have some free time. Like that's not balanced. Like that's not, that's not cool either. If you're feeling like it's your job to be the camp counselor and you never get a free minute for yourself, that's unbalanced as well. So my goal is really to kind of have this conversation with you guys to put it on your radar. So hopefully you don't make some of the martyring mistakes that I made, which, which at the end of the day would just make me, um, I don't know. It made me feel, it made me want to numb out really is what it did. It didn't, you know, sometimes it made me act like I was with my kids, but really I was just, you know, sticking them in front of the electronic babysitter and, um, you know, just, just, I don't know, numb out in whatever way I could. For years, I was an over shopper. Um, I would get my dopamine hits through shopping. Um, I don't do that so much anymore. Although every once in a while, if like, you know, one of the kids, like, like Corey recently went through a growth spurt and he like needed some new stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I get to go and buy him some new clothes and I can do it all online for my bed. It was glorious. Um, so I can do some damage in a short amount of time. I'm like, I'm a professional. That's what I, I'm like, I'm a professional. I had years of, uh, prepping and training for this, uh, being a supreme shopper. I'm proud. Something to really be proud of. And, um, but you know, there was also like, you know, closet smoking or just, you know, like feeling so exhausted after, at the end of the day that all I wanted to do was binge watch TV and then staying up too late and ignoring my husband and it being kind of this underlying tension where I put everything into, you know, my job as a mom. And then when it was time to be a partner, like I didn't have anything left in me. You know, so there was a little bit of distance between he and I. So there were definitely lots of mistakes made. And so I guess, you know, in sharing my real stories and some of my tips and tools, maybe I can help you guys avoid making some of those mistakes. I don't know. Um, So when we think about, you know, planning for the summer, the summer of balance, there's there's another little factor going on for many of us. And that little factor is not so little it's called a 
pandemic and um, we're going on over a year and the world is starting to open back up. And so I know that many of us are sort of like, it's been surreal. It's been hard. Um, there's been a lot of social isolation and there's also some social anxiety, I think, for so many of us about like, okay, the world's opening back up, but wait, does that mean I have to start doing all the things that I used to be doing that I didn't really want to do, but I kind of had this built-in excuse of COVID? Um, oh, we can't go because of our health, um, which is true, but it's also, if we get really honest, it's been convenient for many of us, and that has to do with boundaries. Um it has to do with many of us, you know, wanting to say no, maybe, and not being honest with ourselves to a lot of those social dates with other people that we didn't really want to do, but we sort of just did and didn't think about because we didn't know that we were allowed to say no when we didn't want to go to something. Um, turn down an invitation. Uh, realize that we don't like to be so busy. We don't want to go to back-to-back -back birthday parties with our kids. We want to come up with maybe some new rules like one birthday party, you know, per day or per weekend. Maybe we don't want to spend our entire weekend just doing kid activities. Maybe we want to figure out how to take some of these, you know, moments from COVID, which is like we have to work together. Everybody has to do chores. Um, it's not just about going on play dates and to the park and driving a kid to this activity or that activity and soccer games and nonstop schlepping, you know? So many of us really liked the simplification, you know, from, from this time, this last year plus. And so how do we start to bring some of that simplification forward into our lives? And it's going to involve boundaries. So, Today's episode, I'm going to include a coaching clip from, you know, I have a, a private parenting program that we call The Mastermind. And in The Mastermind, on one of our regular calls, this was a topic that we talked about. We talked about anxiety that is coming up for many of us when it comes to the world opening back up and what our post-COVID realities are going to look like. And this is coinciding with, you know, the kids are going to be out of school. Summer is here. The world's opening back up. What does that mean? Does it mean that we're going to, you know, put them in day camps? Does it mean that we're going to start going on vacations again? Does it mean that we are going to be scheduling them for nonstop activities. Um, really getting clear on what, what your body says, yeah, that sounds good. And what your body says, no, that sounds like a nightmare. And starting to listen and realizing that, you know, the anxiety that you may be feeling is just your body whispering to you and saying, um, I don't want to go back to the way life was over a year ago. Like, I want to do things differently, but I'm not sure how. What's my baby step going to be? And so I just wanted to put this on your radar if anybody out there is feeling like this and to let you know that, um, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that have to do with balance and boundaries 
and um, and creating a new reality for yourself as you go into this next chapter and hopefully feeling like you do have some sense of balance in your life. And when you're noticing that you're not having that sense of balance, um, how to be aware that your body's talking to you, that your body's saying, hey, I'm feeling anxious and starting to listen, you know, because when you don't listen to your body, that's when you have, you start having health issues, you know, you start having health issues, which might be sleepless nights, your mind won't stop racing, um, stomach issues, uh, problem, you know, new sort of food sensitivities, um, but your body starts speaking to you. And, and so what I want you guys to do is to just really start to notice and put some of these puzzle pieces together and, um, and start listening because you deserve to have more balance in your life. You deserve to get to have boundaries, to learn what it is you do want and how to stand up for yourself and, and do more of what you want and less of what you don't want and realize that it's never a good idea to ignore that inner wanting and your body will first begin whispering to you and eventually screaming, and I love you guys too much. I don't want anybody to be unnecessarily sick out there. I see too many women who don't even realize that um, they're not fighting for a better life for themselves like they would for their kids. You deserve to be taken care of in a more balanced, better way. So that's what I've got for you this week. Enjoy the conversation. I think because of the pandemic, you know, we've had this kind of built-in safety net of, we're not having to do so many things that we normally would have to do. And I have seen that in myself. Like, you know, it's easier to say no to things to people um, in terms of going to dinner with family members or friends. Um, I think that a lot of people could have used COVID as an excuse. And just as we kind of are, everyone's getting vaccinated and getting back into real life again some people are like "Ooh, but I kind of like this little safety net here of not having to do all these must-dos so I think just speaking on how to have that balance of um, the boundary that we like versus you know feeling comfortable to re-immerse ourselves back into real life Um, being able to leave those boundaries there and digging into like, I don't want to socialize and do ladies who lunch. And now that the safety net of the pandemic, I'm not saying it's gone, but since people are vaccinated, that's starting to ease up. And I think that people are nervous about how to reintegrate back into society. So people, we're just going to call them people. Um, you know what boundaries, as we've been discussing this month in boundaries 2.0, um, boundaries are hard because you finally muster up the courage to set a boundary, to listen to what do I want to do? Do I want to 
say yes to that invitation? Do I want to go to that fundraiser? Do I want to go to that gala? Do I want to go on a walk with that friend? Do I want to make my kid a sandwich right now when they're, you know, older than the age of five and capable of making their own sandwich with the right guidance? Do I want to do those things? So taking the time to stop and ask yourself what you do want, working on your own self-worth where you realize, I haven't tried to figure out what I want for maybe ever. And wait a minute, where did I get the message that I, it was my job to make all the people around me happy and to ignore what I wanted. Hmm. So doing all of this mental preparation for boundaries of figuring out what your puzzle pieces are, why you have no clue what the fuck you want. Um, and then finally, it's, it's, you know, it's showtime. I am going to say what I want and let other people know. I'm going to say, I'm going to RSVP no. Figuring all that stuff out. And then it's showtime. And then you're going to say the thing. And then quite often, what happens after we say the thing? Do other people just go, oh, good to know. Okay, no problem. Is that the way most people deal with when we finally set a boundary? Never. Never. You've been making your kids sandwiches, I mean, for 15 years. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you can make your own sandwich. He's like, I'll just have a bag of chips. No, you won't. It's time for a meal, and you can make your own sandwich. No, it's okay. I'm not that hungry. Okay, that's my test of a boundary. And I'm like, fine, I'll just make you the sandwich, you know? Instead of taking the time, teaching him to fish, he's pushing on my boundary. Now I'm just going to make it. So it might be something simple like that, or it might be you've given in one out of every 10 times to more tech time. You know, the rule was you had to get things done, the responsibilities done to have the privilege of the screen time. The kid comes home from school and says, I, but I have a stressful day. I need to decompress and I've got this big test tomorrow and the screen time relaxes me, please. And my brain is, my brain is feeling so tired. And they they use the mastermind language and this will help my brain to remember and blah, blah, blah. So people test boundaries. That's what they do. Okay. And you may say to the person inviting you to sit at their table for the fundraiser that you want to like, you know, you want to literally take a gun to your head and the thought of sitting there at that fundraiser on a weeknight. And, um, and you're like, mm, I really can't. Why? What's going on? Oh my gosh, you make the table so much more fun. This is really an important event. It's like going to feed hungry children, you know? Um, you know, I don't want to go either, but it's important for us to show up and, you know, people are going to test your boundaries. So when you have, when we emerge out of COVID and all of a sudden the invitations are there again. And, um, and, and we've, it's been so easy for so many of us to have a hard time with boundaries because we've had a built-in excuse. We didn't have to face the hard. We, we couldn't go because of our health and because of your health. 
because we're being responsible citizens. We take this COVID thing very seriously, which I'm not saying isn't important, right? But it's also been very convenient for many of us. It's been very convenient. And so now that we saw it was really nice to, to have less of those things that our bodies really didn't want to do, but we don't have this convenient built-in excuse. And when we say no to the things, we're gonna get tested and we know it's gonna be hard. And we know that um, other people aren't gonna like it and they may challenge us. We don't wanna, you know, and what I, explained in a different scenario to Lindsay today is it's sort of like for those of you guys who've heard the butterfly metaphor when the caterpillar you know transformation in, from the from the caterpillar to the butterfly transformation um, involves the butterfly is ready to come out of the chrysalis the wings are there right the wings are there so you're you're, you've been in COVID quarantine and isolation. And in a lot of ways, having this built-in excuse of not being so busy has really felt good for many of us. And so we're like, okay, more of that, please. Like, thank goodness, you know, we're, we're getting back into real life. How can I bring elements of this less is more life into my post-COVID reality. Um, how can I do that? How can I listen to my body? How can I have more downtime? How can I not spend every afternoon going from one thing to the other and and back-to-back and -back birthday parties on the weekend and plans Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday? Like, how can I have more home time with less scheduled activities? Um, you know, that butterfly, when it's ready to take flight, it's struggling in there. It's trying and it's trying and it's trying to get out. If we cut that chrysalis open and we're like, go butterfly, take flight, your wings are formed. The butterfly would be like, thank you so much for making it so easy. And it would go out and it would flop on the ground and then some person would walk by and accidentally step on it and then the butterfly's dead. Um, so... It needs that struggle to build the muscles so that once it breaks out of that chrysalis, it can take flight. And it's not gonna just fall down because it didn't work out its muscles. So when people test our boundaries, we are the butterfly. I want everyone to imagine you are the butterfly in the chrysalis trying to get out. So when that person says, I don't wanna go to the fundraiser either, you know, I bought the table because this is an important cause and you will change the dynamic of the table. You will make it better for me at this terrible fundraiser. Please, as my friend, it's important to me. Please come. And that's a, and you love this friend and you know, it's true. <laughs> you know, you'll make the table more fun. You know, you'll make your friend's night more fun. And you know, this is an important cause. And everything in your body says, I will be in the worst mood that day and the next day. I'll be exhausted. It'll use up a ton of my bandwidth. I'll be shitty to my kids. Like it's like, and the answer is no. So 
it's so hard. That's you when the friend shows up. That's you or the kids. I want to go to both birthday parties. I don't want to just choose one, right? That's you building your strength and being like, I hear you. I get it. I know it's hard to make a choice. And Saturday, it, we don't have a lot of weekend days. So we have a family rule of one birthday party per day. Back-to-back birthday parties are not an option. So you can make the choice or I can make the choice for you what works for you. You know, that's, that's, and your kid might be like, you're so mean. I want to go to both. You know what? So uh, we used to go to back-to-back birthday parties. I don't understand. Why are you being so mean? I hate you. My friend's going to be mad at me. You know, they, they, that may happen. And that, and you have to deal with that discomfort of the person you love so much. If you just were to say yes and martyr yourself and not have that boundary, you would make them so happy. And you may even say in your head, this is selfish. Like, they're not going to be little forever. I'm not going to be schlepping to birthday parties forever. It's fine. And you may, and you know what? That's the deal with post-COVID is this is our chance to listen to our bodies, to really go through a transformation of there were elements of the isolation that really worked for me. And I don't have to say yes to all the things and, and go back to living a life of just busy. I want to stop and smell the roses more. I want to simplify. And I want to make this time, this last year plus of this pandemic time, be this pivotal demarcation of before I knew how to have boundaries and after I knew how to have boundaries. So the anxiety is your body whispering. Okay? The body is always whispering. The anxiety is saying, this is going to be uncomfortable. I'm nervous. I'm not sure we're cut out for this. I, like, I don't do discomfort. I don't like this at all. And this is you saying to your anxiety, I know, honey. It's hard. It is very hard. It's very hard to feel worthy of listening to this beautiful body. It is very hard not to want to just live our life doing for everyone else. This is hard stuff, and you deserve to get to have a life, too. You deserve to get to listen to the wisdom of your own body. You deserve to feel good. So we're going to go through a little discomfort as we create new patterns, and it's going to get more. Not a little discomfort. (laughs) I would say it's a lot, right? Um, I want to add one thing. Like, you know how I was, I had a, a call yesterday with someone interested in the program. And I was saying how before mastermind, it was very easy for me to throw the rule down on the wall. But the hard piece was step two and three of repeating often the rule and then following through consistently. And it just reminds me of the boundary and like telling my girlfriend, 
I'm busy, I'm working, no, I can't lunch, like that's easy. But the hard part is when I get the backlash because then I'm like, didn't you hear me? Then the anger comes when they're like, well, what are you doing? And what are you working on? And and then I walk away because I'm like, this is just too much for me. Peace, I'm out. Because I, the pattern of just avoiding hard discussions. Um, and it reminds me of why implementing rules and the way we do things at home, it's the same. It, it's easy to set the rule and just say, this is what we're doing. But that follow through is where the real work comes in. And it's the same with the boundary. Like, because the people are going to always resist, especially when um, they want us. Literally last week, I got a text about lunch. I was like, nope, can't. And then I got five text messages. What are you doing? When can you go? What is it that you're working on? You can't take an hour. And I I pretty much like ignored that person ever since. And it's this is reminding me of my anger towards that. Because I'm like, did she not? read my freaking text I literally was like I'm in the middle of work and p.s side note when I'm not working I'm going to be in my bed with my eyes closed so that when my kids come home I can greet them with a calm cool collected self because I've learned that that's what I need but I think it's it's just that crossover feels very similar Yeah. And it's, look, the friend texting you, how is that any different than a kid badgering? Because at some point it must've worked. I mean, at some point in the past, maybe she's beaten you down or gotten you to do the thing that she wants to do, even when she knew you didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. How many times have I gone to lunch or gone to this or that? And the whole time I'm there, I'm like, dreaming of being in bed just because it's my obligation to show up as a friend right yeah learn, learning what I want is brand new language for me but it's easy to get angry with the other people but the, at the end of the day people treat us the way we've taught them to treat us you know so it's like the badgering kid or the badgering friend it's like so you're saying I have a chance you know like and like if I'm like it has worked at some point And so they learned that maybe if they're super nudgy, you'll be like, fine, I'll just go and you'll suck it up. And so when we start to be a different trans, you know, the transformation's happening and we're going to be, we're not that little tiny caterpillar anymore. Like you're like this monarch butterfly and they're not used to you. You look different, you sound different, you're acting different and it's unfamiliar to them. And they just want you to go back to being who you were because they're human and everybody seeks the familiar. And so this new you, right? Like they're badgering and badgering. And so, yeah, you didn't answer. And you may say who, like the me now who doesn't want this badgering behavior to, you know, to continue, how do I use this as an opportunity to change this relationship and set a new precedent? And it might be like you took a few days and like, bitch, out. I'm out. <laughs> like, I just want to, you know, it's like healthy boundaries. It's like, we can be the people pleaser or we can be the ice queen and ice them out. 
So how do we show up in healthy boundaries, right? Like this would be a great situation to practice. You know, it's like, I love you and I love that you want to be with me. And um, like, I've loved, you know, being in this COVID period in terms of not, it wasn't an option to go to lunch. It wasn't an option to have a bunch of plans. And I'm sticking to that. I'm not a luncher. I don't want to lunch. I don't want to take an hour. I can, even when I'm not working, I absolutely can. I don't want to. And it doesn't mean it's not anything about you. It's about doing what I want to do. Damn, I'm Elsa. Fuck. Right. The ice I mean, queen. <laughs> right. Like we can build those emotional walls. You're done. I'm out. Right. And it's like, you know what? Like, and when you send me five texts, um, all I'm thinking is, why aren't you hearing me? Like I, like we, like, like, can I stab you with a fork? If my yeah. phone beeps one more time, I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so the boundary might be, so just so you know, if you invite me to lunch, um, there's a pretty certain chance I'm going to say no and thank you. And if you text me afterwards, I'm not going to respond. It's just done. I said this is anonymous because I didn't really think it was for me, but it was. I know. I was like, oh, they, they're all worried about post-COVID. Allie says, I've learned you also don't have to give an excuse. You can just say thank you, but no. Yeah. You can, and you know what? People will test and people will test and people will test because that's what happens. And, um, you know, Lindsay, I think actually is really good about saying like, I love you and the answer is no. I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, you're like, I've got to go. All right, and now that I know the why, I'm just honest. Like, I need a lot of downtime. I I burn and churn, and when I'm done burning and churning, I need to close my eyes and and re regroup and have that calm. When you're setting boundaries, you guys, I want y'all to remember there's a it's I statements. Like when somebody, I mean, I talk about the fundraiser and the gala and and those things because um, now I'll tell y'all the invitations don't come often because. Um, now there's, there's times where I'm like, nobody invites me to anything anymore because I, um, because I was very clear. I'm like, I, we don't, we don't go to galas or fundraisers. Um, and you know, to the development person who I love at my kid's school and she's so good. She knows I'm like, I will donate to your cause. I'm not showing up. Um, and she laughs about it and I'm like, she laughs about it. She's like, I know you're not going to show up, but I just wanted to reach out. And I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, and I've said, you know, and I know we can say no without an excuse. I've said, you know, it doesn't work for us. We try to go out during the week as little as possible. And, um, I'm not a person who likes cocktail parties or fundraisers or galas. It's not my thing. I know a lot of people live for that stuff. It's not mine Every time I've ever been to one of those, I can like remember where I'm sitting, like my pretty dress and thinking, oh my God, why the fuck am I here? 
let me read a couple of these. Um, Annie says, Lindsay, I feel the same way when my kids test my boundaries. Didn't you hear me? The soft no is hard for me, says Michelle. I think I clumsily say no once my back is against the wall so it comes out more harshly. You know, and this stuff, it's like the butterfly breaking out of the chrysalis. Like it's gonna be clunky. Like we're not gonna handle it perfectly. And it might be clunky and there might be off, it, a lot of, like the first couple of times I was like, we're not, you know, there was over talking. I'm not doing galas. Like we kind of made Scott and I sat down and had, like I over explained, I did too much. It's fine. She got the message. And then the more I did it, the more I did it. And then there was a while that I would say, we don't do galas or fundraisers or, you know, things during the week. Um, then for a while it came out as like, like condescending and patronizing. Like I'm better, you know, like, uh, like, like, uh, like we're too, important you know for a while it came out like in a gross way that I it seemed like I thought I was too self-important to bother myself with the people and I was like that isn't true I just don't wanna and so then I just started getting more honest and I was like you know just I don't know we're just kind of lame and we want to be in our bed at nine o'clock and showered and um we're just you know I don't know that's just what we like to do and so um, we, this is our deal, you know, I, I feel like I found, and this is my last statement before I turn my camera off. Um, I want you to call on Lisa. I found it super helpful that once I learned what badgering was and really understood it in terms of boundaries and how our kids respond is that I've actually taught the littles who are the, my oldest, I don't remember if he's ever done it but I taught them what it means and I remember them saying that word you're badgering me and I remember them saying what does that mean and describing and walking them through that and so that became part of the rule your little insurance plan at the end of the productive combo saying and if you badger and remember badgering means blah 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 um and they're like, why? Why can't I badger? Because the rule is this. And when you question it and you beg for it and you're like, why, why, why? That's badgering. So we've had a lot of conversations about what badgering is. Yeah. It's and not I had to kind of empathize saying it. And it's hard because here you are and you're just a kid and you're like, I don't want all these rules. And th this is actually this morning. Helpful. I think it's helpful to to refer to badgering as a form of bullying um mm. you know bullying is when somebody infringes on you know your space um in some way they're forcing themselves on you or they, what they want on you they're not respecting your body or your space and um you know maybe they're not respecting you because they're actually calling you a name maybe they're just you know insisting you do something that you don't want to do um, so badgering is a form of bullying and in our family, you know, we have a no bullying policy. You know, there's, there's no one that is allowed to bully you outside of this house. And, um, and obviously you're not bullying other people and we don't bully each other in the house. So when I say no, no means no. And here's our rule. So, you know, reinforcing that I think also helps them to take these skills outside of the house 
and, and to understand it. And, you know, I think with kids, like, as far as like, sometimes we can just say no, and we don't have to give an excuse with kids. That's what Ali said with kids. I think it's important. Y'all need to remember with kids that doesn't work so well. Like when you're establishing the rule, it's important to explain the why, because kids, um, like they want to know why they're curious beings. Like, why do we have the no back-to-back birthday parties rule? Why do we have the rule of you know, two books by bedtime and lights out at this time. And if the books don't happen by then, it's lights out anyway. Why do we have these rules? Mostly it's to help your body, you know, be safe and healthy and to grow, right? And um, and no bullying is that this has to be a safe zone for everyone, you know? It's physically safe, it's, it's emotionally safe. Everybody gets to feel the way that they feel. And you know, infringing on somebody else's space is not the way we operate. It's against our family rules. It's not being a responsible team member. So explaining the why underneath these things, then you get buy-in and you do it at a non-relevant time. And then when it's time for the follow-through, the repeating often, following through consistently, like this is not the first time they've heard it, right? And that's just our way of setting our expectations and then following through on it. And then after that's happened, then we can be like, no, and I'm not engaging. When they ask just one more book, what do you mean it's lights out? We didn't get our book time. You know the rule. We're not discussing this further. I love you. You can try again tomorrow. We can get in the bath earlier tomorrow. Done. Then we can say no. You know, then we can really follow through. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's Mastermind underscore Parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically, I do pop up on different Instagram Lives, Facebook Lives, where I give you teaching and coaching, and I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.